KFGO is proud to present the Veterans Hour, an hour dedicated to those serving a higher calling, the latest on veterans affairs and stories of conspicuous gallantry above and beyond the call of duty. And now, the host of the Veterans Hour, commander of the Tri-States Veterans, a Navy man, Dave Rice. Fortunate son, start of our KFGO Veterans Hour. My name is Dave Rice, the host of the KFGO Veterans Hour, and we want to thank the KFGO community for allowing us to have this program once a month. We usually have about four interviews, like we do today. Our schedule is fairly full. We're going to talk about the Fargo Memorial Honor Guard plans for the National Cemetery, a little bit about Veterans Honor Flight. We're finally getting back in the air again, and the AMVETs have some. Uh, youth activities coming up this month that are certainly worthwhile mentioning. Talk a little bit about some tax donations or donations via tax forms. And finishing off with the VFW Pinewood Derby, raising money for our local VA hospital. <clears throat> okay, to start off, we're going to get uh, Jim Grollum on the line. Jim is a, a very uh, excellent volunteer for the Fargo Memorial Honor Guard. Uh, very good at fundraising. As you know, the Fargo National Cemetery was dedicated in September 2019. So we're a little over two years old. We've been conducting military funerals out there for over two years now. And I think we're averaging about 20 funerals per month. And uh, over 550 or so during the last uh, first couple of years. So anyway... Uh, we're going to get Jim on the line. We're talking about some enhancements out there. Basically, what we're concerned about is we want to have a better environment, a better experience for the families of our fallen members. And uh, there are a lot of things we can do to make their stay more meaningful and more enjoyable. But that's going to take a little bit of money. Now it's going to take a lot of money. Uh, so we have a fundraising project launched to raise funds to uh, be able to provide some enhancements out there. As a very small new cemetery, we're under five acres, about 4.85 acres or something like that. And uh, parking is very limited. And during those funerals, the Fargo Memorial Honor Garden, we usually have about 10 members out there. We have seven uh, rifles. We have a chaplain, we have a bugler, we have a commander, and uh, uh, let's see what else. But of a town total. So parking is very limited out there. Quite often the, the town members will come in 10 different vehicles, 
and that doesn't the, the families of course have preferred parking they get right up front they get the best parking possible but uh, we get the volunteers out there to run those funerals and uh, as you know in North Dakota just stick your head out the door you'll notice that we have some very wild uh, weather swings in our state uh, last summer <laughs> we had some torrential rainfalls uh, I was out there on a couple of funerals where uh, it started to rain and uh, the family was under that little shelter as best they could and we the riflemen and the commander were out there in the rain and we got soaked and I mean do soaked uh, it seemed like it was going to last forever when I got home I took my billfold out of my pocket and the dollar bills inside my <laughs> wallet were wet that's how soaked we got out there but but uh, again uh, this is more for the families than, than it is for the volunteers or the riflemen or the people actually doing those things what we're mostly concerned about I think is in the winter months uh, lately we've had some very very cold weather and some wind chills that are just terrible and we survive we're only out there for 20 30 minutes or so maximum uh, the family members are sitting there uh, in the chairs or standing up there in the shelter with that wind blowing either in their face or their back or whatever and they are just downright cold uh, and again they can only be there for a very short period of time so we would prefer to have little better conditions for those family members to spend more time out there. Sometimes they drive from De uh, Detroit Lakes or whatever. They kind of, they drive quite a distance to get here. So they come, get out of their car, they witness the funeral uh, interment procedures, get back in their car and leave. Now, if we had a shelter nearby overlooking that cemetery, now we cannot build buildings on federal property, okay? So first of all, we're talking about purchasing some land on our own so we can construct a, a chapel, if you will, a building where the family can meet a little bit earlier and stay a little bit later and have uh, viewing facilities where they can look at that cemetery uh, before, during, or after the ceremony to give them a little bit of privacy. And again, traveling quite a distance, uh, we have a volunteer in our group. If they don't have a chaplain or minister or pastor of their own, we actually provide some clergy services uh, for them. So they could sit in that building, that little chapel, and uh, reminisce and, and uh, have their ceremony, spend a little bit more, more time um, before that ceremony or even after that ceremony. And it would give us a place, us being the volunteers, the riflemen and so on. It would give us the opportunity to uh, park there, to uh, store our weapons there and our other materials, coats and stuff like that out there, and uh, carpool or, or maybe have a walking distance to the cemetery so we wouldn't uh, take up so much parking space. So it's a massive project. And uh, Jim Grollum has uh, volunteered to uh, raise some money for us. He and several others are working very hard to uh, uh, get the donations possible to, uh, first of all, purchase some land and then make those enhancements out there. And we have a FargoMemorialHonorGuard.org 
webpage that you can go to. And we also have a Facebook page, Fargo Memorial Honor Guard. We encourage uh, our listeners out there, if you're so inclined, uh, to donate to that cause. We have uh, kind of an early start. We're doing fairly well so far. We've kind of uh, concentrated on veterans organizations to start asking them for donations. And I'd let uh, Jim Grollum talk about his fundraising efforts in more detail, but we're having a difficult time getting him on the phone here at the studio at KFGO. So uh, if we can't get him, uh, I gave you quite a long introduction, probably not as uh, good as what Jim could have done, but uh, we encourage you to seek out uh, Fargo Memorial Honor Guard, either on the web or Facebook. There's additional information there. And again, this is all about, or mainly about the families of our fallen, to honor them, to give them a pleasant, meaningful experience when their loved one is interred out there. So, um, again, uh, without getting Jim on the line, we want to encourage you to go to those sites, and uh, we have contact information where you can follow up, get more information about Fargo Memorial Honor Guard and this project that we're uh, conducting. So, I think uh, Josh is our producer today, and he's been on the line trying to get a hold of Jim. We're going to move on because we have a full schedule today, and we're going to take a break here, and then we'll come back and have uh, Lori Ezog on the line, and she's going to be talking about our Veterans Honor Flight. After a two-year delay due to COVID, we're getting back in the air, so we welcome that. Okay, we are back on the KFGO Veterans Hours, and that, of course, was the Air Force theme song, and I picked that for a couple of reasons. Lori Ezog is a, a very, very dedicated volunteer on our Veterans Honor Flight, and we are going. We're we're going into the sky blue yonder. We're we're heading out again on another flight. Plus, Lori has a couple of sisters that have served and are serving, or I both retired now. Both served in the United States Air Force. So, Lori, welcome aboard to the KFGO Veterans Hour. You've been on the show before, and uh, thank you for coming back. Thanks, Dave, for having me. You bet. So, after a two-year delay, why don't you just give us kind of an update on? Uh, what we've been doing and uh, what we're going to be doing here in the fairly new future. Okay. We have started fundraising again. Um, After everything kind of at the time settled down, we have started doing some events and um, started raising money. We continually raise money during COVID, but now we're really going gung ho. Um, We actually, we all booked a flight. And so we're so excited that we get to fly again. It is just, it's just, warms our heart that we get to go again. And so the date that we are going is April 30th, May 1st, and May 2nd. So as a board, um, we have talked about, you know, when we were going to go, and we had decided because of COVID and the safety regulations that the National Honor Flight and our own state has put on, we have decided this time to go for three days. Um, There's just a lot more that we have to do to make sure everybody's safe. So we have opted to go for three days, and we're so excited. We just can't wait to take our heroes to Washington, D.C. And part of that reason was uh, in a two-day trip, we had a police escort we could get from point A to point B in a hurry. And uh, 
that we may not have that. We probably won't have that. And like you said, probably. we have to take, probably take other precautions, uh, which will take longer to keep our passengers safe. So, and we didn't want to cheat anybody out of, of stops or anything. So we said, well, okay, if we want to do the right. same or even a little bit more, we're going to have to stretch it out. And that's why we, why we went to three days instead of two. Right. And we just think this will just be a wonderful opportunity for all of us. Um, we're ready to go where we just ready to fly and we're not exactly sure how everything is out there. So we just opted for the three days and I think our veterans are still going to love it. I know we're going to be so happy to be back there with them and showing them and taking them to their memorials that they so rightly deserve to see. Yes. We've had a, a several flights already, uh, hundreds and hundreds of veterans escorted out there and uh, they always enjoy it. And they think it's a very good trip. And we, right. we as volunteers are honored, uh, to do this volunteering so they can, they can see those memorials. Right. So, you know, in the meantime, before the, we're actually working on our itinerary and, um, what we're going to be doing out there, we're going to, you know, obviously stretch it out for a couple, three days. And there might be, there now is the world war one memorial is, is open now this year and so it'll just be exciting for us to um, maybe go to a few new stops with the three days so in the meantime though just to let everybody know we still have a lot of events that we're doing for the honor flight and i just thought i would bring some of those up dave oh sure and please just let people know um what we're up to on january 22nd we're going to be at the Hometown Heroes. Um, they're going to be honoring the heroes that are from the military, our law enforcement, our medical field, and we will be there selling our T-shirts. And a lot of our money is raised through what we sell and, and, and our donations. Our donations are big from our service clubs. We couldn't do it without our service clubs. I can't say enough good things about them. They really are a godsend. And then on January 23rd at the American Legion in Moorhead, we're going to be having a waffle feed and bake sale. So if you like waffles, you ought to come out and try some of them. They're really good. And it's just a lot of fun to be able to visit again with um, our veterans. And then on January 30th, which is a favorite of mine because I love hot dish, we're going to have our hot dish contest. It's going to be a part of Frostable. So we would love for everybody to bring their favorite hot dish and put it in a contest. Um, we got three judges. We're going to have Lowell from the Legion. He's one of the chefs there. And um, Tracy Briggs is going to be a judge. And then Nick from the Moore Business Association is going to be a judge. So it's really just going to be a fun day. And we're just happy to be a part of Frostable this year. And, you know, come out and eat some good hot dish. Okay. And not I- to be... Pardon? Uh, could you back up just for a sec? The, the Hometown Heroes, is that in conjunction with the Chili Cook-Off? No, I'm, uh, no, Hometown Heroes is at the Fargo Force game. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yes. No, sorry, Dave. I should have been um, for them. You know, they're doing their Hometown Heroes now, the Fargo Force, this year after, you know, two years of hiatus. So it's just a way for us to get out there and, you know, so we can, you know, visit with people and um, sell our T-shirts. Sure. Fargo Force has been very good to us. Yes, yes. We had our jersey auction in um, November, and it was 
it really was just wonderful. They are really good to us, and we like to partner with them. And we'll be doing that also next year, Dave. And then come um, summer, we'll be doing our uh, – we partner with the Red Hawks. So we're very fortunate that these businesses um, are willing to do that. And it's just a, it's just wonderful for us to be able to be a part of it. You bet. We have a lot of support in our very patriotic community here. Right. We're very lucky with our community because they're always willing to, you know, step in and help our veterans. And without them and our service clubs, it'd be very hard for us to get these flights off the air because they are, you know, it is expensive. Our veterans pay for nothing, which we are so proud to do that. But it's nice to know that we have the backing with everybody. You bet. And then also on February 10th is Giving Hearts Day. And we've been lucky to be a part of that for the last couple of years. So if you're thinking of a way to donate, um, you could go and um, donate through Giving Hearts Day, um, which is February 10th. That day, actually, we're going to be at the American Legion in Morehead. Um, a bunch of us have taken the day off of work, and Joel Hightemp's going to do a show from the Legion. And we have um, a couple from Crookston that's going to come and make the homemade donut. So that'll be, for me, that'll be fun because I would love to know how to make those donuts. And so <laughs> come and have some coffee with us, some donuts. Um, say hi to Joel. It's going to be a wonderful day. You betcha. And by the way, they're uh, giving Hearts Day is February 10th, but actually pre-giving is open now. If you go to givingheartsday.org, you can schedule your donation, which would be take effect on the 10th. But go to givingheartsday.org, click on donate, and then if you click on veteran support as one of the organization categories, you'll see Veterans Honor Flight there along with several others. Right. We really enjoy that event. So if you need something to do that day you come out and see all of us a lot of the board members will be there a lot of the volunteers um we usually have some of the veterans will stop by and say hi and it'll just be kind of a fun day with donuts and joel Highcap. <laughs> there you go okay yeah. and we're going to be at uh, post two also uh part of frostable i think on saturday february 5th there's all kinds of veterans organizations going to be out there Right. Are we uh, setting up a table or just one of the supporters? Or I believe um, that we will have a table there. We'll have to check more into that. But there's so much going on with Frostbolt. It's going to be just a fun, almost, what, six-week event. And so Veterans Honor Flight, you just look for us. We'll be around at all those events. Okay. And I know uh, Veterans Memorial Armed Guard is going to be there, too. We, we tried getting uh, one of the... Jim Growlum, one of the fundraisers out there, to come online, and we had a mix-up on phone numbers. So, but I uh, uh, want to let everybody know that uh, Veterans Honor Flight and Veterans uh, Fargo Memorial Honor Guard will be at the Post 21 Moorhead American Legion on Saturday the fifth as part of that part of that ceremony as well. Right. So there'll be a lot of events coming up. So we just want everybody to come out and say hi and. We have new T-shirts. We got some new items that we are selling. So just come out and say hi and maybe see something if you like it. Very good. Okay. Uh, how about uh, wild rice? We're still doing that every other week, right? Twice a month? Yes, we are. Every other Wednesday, we do the meat raffles at wild rice. Um, 
we have to thank Jeff and Bobby for going out there and doing that. And they have good food out there. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of good meat for those meat raffles. So please stop out there. And if you're wondering what we're doing in town or around town, um, you can just go to our webpage, um, veteranshonorflightnd.mn.org. Um, or you can like us on Facebook, and you can kind of follow. It'll tell our list of events that are coming up and and everything that you can um, find us at. So that's wonderful, too. Very good. We covered a lot of ground this afternoon. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> You can always check out the website and the Facebook page and, and uh, follow up on us, and we have some contact information there as well. Right. Well, Laurie, thank you very much for coming online, sharing that information, and I uh, hope everybody has a great time going to Washington, D.C. on the spring honor flight April 30th through May 2nd. Well, thank you, Dave. You bet. Thank you. Okay, we'll go on our uh, second break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit AMBAS. Fargo AMBAS have some activities coming up that of interest to the community. That's one of the best songs in the universe, and I chose that song, which is a Navy theme song. So our next guest is an old battleship sailor, the Gulf War, Mark Wagaman, coming on. He's currently the commander of the Fargo Ambass and past state commander of the Ambass, very active in that organization. And he, the Ambass have a event coming up, uh, mainly for kids, kids of all ages probably, but uh, called uh, the Fishing Derby. So, Mark, thank you for coming on. Hey, Commander Dave, thanks for having me. You betcha. Why don't you give us a little rundown what uh, your fishing derby is all about and uh, how how to get there and who to contact and all that good stuff. Well, so we've been doing this ice fishing derby for many years. An uh, uh, old guy named Lyle Usgard started this years ago, probably before I was even a veteran. But we're, we're going to we'll continue the tradition, and we're doing it Sunday, February 13th. And we start off at noon. Um, you can register before noon, but we start the actual fishing, um, judging, and, and measuring and stuff at noon. We did have the firing squad out there, and they fire off a volley of, of rounds to start the tournament. Um, last year, like you said, it is mainly geared toward the youth, and we had 187 under age 16 kids that were registered last year, and 156 adults. Um, we get out there and we set up our big army tent, and that's where we have like a little warming area, and the Holly JCs are out there with hot chocolate, and our sons of Ambets do hot dogs, and we just we just really have a good time. It's a it's a catch and release tournament. There is no entry fee. Uh, we have prizes. For pretty much any young young kid that catches a fish, we we measure them and we give them prizes, and then we have drawings, random drawings for prizes throughout the day. Um, our big concern this year is the ice quality. So if that becomes a big issue, we'll probably just as you come out to the to the landing, um, we're at Lee Lake which is two miles east and a mile south of Holly off of Highway 32. And, I mean, they have a really nice boat launch there. And so if the ice is not good and we have to not be able to fish, 
we will do just prize giveaways there at the landing. So, okay, very good. Uh, for for uh, those without much fishing experience or without equipment, can they attend as well? Absolutely, we have uh, we have many sponsors and donators. Um, the Holly JCs, like I said, and the Cass County Wildlife uh, Fargo Bait and Tackle. They Fargo Bait and Tackle Gary donates a, a lot of the bait and some tackle to give away. Holly JCs are getting what they can for fishing rods. Um, I'm collecting uh, five gallon buckets or or smaller pails just for. I mean, anybody that goes fishing, you need a pail. You need a good pail. And I've been collecting them from the Hornbacher's locations out of their bakery. So let's see, Fargo Sign and Graphics is a sponsor, and Fargo Bait and Tackle, Dewey Sanitation. If we get everything going, they're going to have the porta potties out there for us. FM Walleyes, they're a sponsor. And... Oh, we just have a good time. Every year that we can do it, we have a good time. Well, that's a I heck think of we've it. only had to we've only had to cancel one in the last few years that I know of. Yeah, that's that's last, quite a turnout too. Over over uh, what three hundred and almost three hundred fifty yeah, people was, out there. <laughs> last year was nearly three hundred and fifty. Whoa! Yeah, I mean it. It goes up because the the word gets out on on how we're doing and. Last year we did a, a weigh-in or measurements of about 140 fish. Okay. And it's but it's a catch and release tournament. I mean, it's just it's just for fun. It doesn't cost anybody anything. The IMS does this out of some of our gaming money and donations, and and like I said, we have these other sponsors that throw in with us, and okay. and we just have a lot of fun. Very good. Very good. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's from noon to three, noon. so you won't miss the Super Bowl. Noon to three on the thirteenth, did you say? Yep, yep. Very good. And I'm glad yeah, you guys did. are paying attention to that ice thickness. You know, you got to think safety too, and if you got to fish from yeah, shore that's, or that's, whatever. Uh, yep. That's why we had to cancel two years ago. I yep. think it was two years ago we had to cancel because there was so much weight on the ice that you drill a hole and the water would shoot up five feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. And then last year, last year it was really cold the the day we wanted to do it, so we postponed it for a week, and it turned out pretty good. It was like 30 above zero the next week that we okay. ended up doing it. But. One thing I really like about this, Mark, is you know, get the kids off the cell phone and get them out on the ice and have some fun out in the wilderness and do some fishing. Yeah, and, and you know, there there are we, we get this every year. We get some single parents out there that – you know, oh yeah, I'd love to have my kid out fishing, but I don't know what to do. So yeah, come on out, we, and we have we have people out there with ice augers that will drill a hole for you. <laughs> you know, and hopefully we have enough fishing equipment that we can get you some fishing equipment and get you fishing. It, yeah, it's really good. Well, very good. Thank you, and thank the Ambets for uh, doing that very great program for for our area youth here. And All right. uh, your, your, your buddy's on the line here, too. I think Rick Olick is going to talk about uh, some financial stuff. Rick, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Good. Hey, thanks, for, thanks for having me on, Dave. You bet. Thanks for being there. Hey, you got it. And I know yeah. you're part of that fishing derby, too. Thanks for your part in that also. You bet. 
I, I heard uh, Commander Mark say, I think this is our 38th year of it, or whatever else. So oh. we've been, we've had it going a long time. It's, uh, it's evolved and uh, it's really gotten to be a kind of a staple of our program. And we've got a lot of uh, veterans in that, uh, I'll say, Holly Lake Park area in that area there that that have joined uh, veterans clubs or what else because of this because it gives them a chance to get their kids out and there's a lot of kids getting pulled around on sleds by mom and dads too just on the on the snow and the ice whether they catch a fish or not very good it's a good deal yeah okay you're going to talk a little bit about post-war trust fund and i hate to bring up income taxes but they're just right around the corner and there's an opportunity there to support veterans you you got it you got it yeah it was uh I would like to bring this up because in 2019, the 2019 legislative session, um, our legislature, North Dakota legislature, passed House Bill 1280 or 1248. 1248. It was introduced by Representative Carla Rose Hansen, and I want to give a shout out to her for all of the work that she's done. She did on that or what else. But the legislature and the governor signed it, so it went into effect in 2019. And on your North Dakota tax form. Uh, on this year, I just looked it up before this phone call, line 31, line 31 of the North Dakota tax form. It says uh, you can donate, make a contribution, and it's right there. It's the first one listed, North Dakota Veterans Post-War Trust Fund. So you can write down your, your little donation or a big donation on, on that line or whatever else, and, uh, and that, that money goes right into the trust fund. And I'm sure, Dave, you know it or whatever else, but that money goes into the trust fund, and then the veterans get to use the interest off of that fund. The interest that's used in a year goes back to our county service officers to, uh, for them to hand out and divvy out to the veterans that really need it for all the different veterans programs that we've got. So um, the fund has been growing. Um, I just looked up also right before I got on here last year, uh, we raised uh, about $18,428.36, I believe, if I read it right. <laughs> and then during the biennium, you know, North Dakota meets every two years, uh, we've raised $46,330.82 in the two years. So uh, I'm really uh, I'm grateful that we've got this on the tax form, and uh, I think it's a, it's a very good program where everybody has an opportunity to give a little bit right at that tax time i know tax time isn't the greatest but a lot of people get a little refund and say hey yep, and that way, you know? there there have been two others the north Dakota wild watchable wildlife and the tree fund i think have been there yep. been there quite a while and now yeah. uh the post-war trust fund is added to that and if yep. you're getting a, a rebate or a refund you can say well donate 10 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever and just send me the rest, or if you owe something, you can actually increase your liability by donating right. <coughs> an amount there also. Yep. Exactly. And like you said, uh, this adds to the principal. We cannot spend the principal, only the earnings from the principal. That's 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 exactly right, and that's okay. what uh, and I mean. Uh, you know, you look at it and hear this just really makes it better for the not only the veteran today, but the veteran of tomorrow and and future generations of veterans that, that serve in Correct. programs. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a very good thing. It really is. Uh, okay. Uh, well, income. very good, Rick. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I'd like to, Dave, if I could, uh, I'd like to just uh, let all of the veterans organizations know about uh, 
that House Bill 1263 that just passed the last session real quick, that's the one there where you can use charitable dollars now to, to pay for your property taxes and special assessments on your clubs. Uh, and that passed, and that's really going to help a lot of veterans clubs uh, stay in the community and keep helping out in the community where where they can use that fund. Uh, the legislature clarified that in the last session. So that's another good bill that uh, for those that are kind of doing the paperwork for the Veterans Club, uh, remember that and, and uh, that you can use that charitable contribution money uh, for that, for your property taxes and special assessment. Very good. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I temporarily forgot about that. I'm glad you mentioned it. Got her, buddy. Okay. Well, we got a break here. We got one more interview to coming up, so we better break and come back and talk to Dan Jacobson talking about the Pinewood Derby, a fundraiser for uh, our veterans. Okay, that is Hot Rod Lincoln by Commander Cody. And that'll put you in the mood for a little racing. And with us today is Dan Jacobson. We call him Derby Dan who's our coordinator, a promoter, a heck of a good promoter, of uh, our Pinewood Derby, our Derby for the Vets. And we have one coming up, and I'm going to let Dan tell you all about it. Thanks for coming on, Dan. Absolutely, Dave. Commander, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm following some pretty pretty big hitters there. You know, Lori and Mark and Rick, you know, they've all got the events that are going on, too, and it's, it's, it's a pretty amazing time for us. Uh, to be able to get out and get together and get the community involved with some wonderful opportunities. Yeah, it's uh, an this, this unbelievable, is unbelievable how busy February is. I know. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. It's great. You know, it's great. You know, we got to have a lot more good good excuses to get out of the cabin, you know, because otherwise you get cabin fever too bad. That's what we started doing the Derby for the Vets 10 years ago was to get yourself out of the cabin and do something fun and and raise a bunch of money for our veterans and uh, the VA Hospital uh, Center for Development and, and Civic Engagement. Big, long word. Uh, all it means is, is we do a lot to help the uh, the VA Hospital out there and the veterans that are there, uh, you know, get in, get in better. Um, that's, that's really quite a deal. You know, we've raised $82,000 so far with a little Saturday afternoon fund. And uh, we're looking to break that $100,000 goal uh, this year. Well, very good. And uh, why don't you give us a little details? We're, uh, we're set for February 12th, right? Yeah, February 12th. And this year we've opened it up to all ages. Every year there was always a lot of people under 21 that go, God, I wish I could race my car at the Derby for the Vets so that I got a fast car, you know, and all this. And it, and uh, and so we we moved it out to for the tenth annual. We're going to move it out to the to the Air Museum, Fargo Air Museum, which is an incredible venue for you know, with all the military history that's out there, and it just makes a beautiful backdrop. And they got you know big uh, projection screens, so everybody will be able to see everything. We have got a lot of vendors, including the the Honor Flight is going to be out there. Lori will be out there. And and other people and and you you're going to have a table out there too I think Dave right the Fargo Memorial Honor Guard will be there also absolutely that's really great um, you know we certainly couldn't do this without such good support from the community business and and uh, and everybody that gets on board for this event every year and it keeps growing and growing and growing and so we're we're really thankful for that. 
the Derby starts at noon? Yeah, we're going to start it off with the, at noon with the color guard, the national anthem, and, and in the back. Here's here's a headliner for us. Mark Lindquist is going to sing the national anthem. He sings for some of the most important, you know, yeah. events around the country. Yeah, and and he's also going to be one of the co-MCs. If anybody's ever seen Mark at a Red Hawks game or anything like that, or seen him live, this guy has more energy than anybody I even know. <laughs> He's a blast. He's so much fun to hang out with, and uh, and so we're we're getting really excited about it because we're we're like right at that just a little under a month away. Okay, and uh, tell people if if they want to if they have a car they can bring it. Uh, it's got to meet our guidelines or rules, I guess. But if they right. don't if they don't have a car, is it too late to get one and enter? Absolutely not. You know the free entry. Uh, it's the Corwin Auto Group. Uh, Derby kit, and for twenty bucks you can get uh, the kit, your pre-entry, and everything like that. If you have a car, that's fine. We'll give you the kit anyway. You could hopefully get somebody else to use it or build it or do something with it. And so the pre-entry is is only twenty. It's going to be twenty five dollars on race day. So it's a good opportunity to get down to the Fargo BFW and get yourself pre-entered, you know, and get busy making yourself a car. We've got so many cars this year. We, I, I've been getting cars from all over the country already because they can proxy their their uh, their their entry, and then we just race them for them, and then they watch it on the live streaming. So I've got cars from Iowa and Florida and, uh, so far, and I, I know there's going to be more coming, too. What time do the doors open, Dan? If there are going to be a lot of people registering, you want to start at noon. Yeah. What time do you recommend to get there? We want, you know, if if you got to start from scratch there, and, and uh, uh, I would, we're going to open up at ten o'clock and start getting people going on the registration and tech and stuff like that because it's kind of an unknown. You know, we could have uh, we could have a hundred scouts show up with cars, uh, or you know, people under twenty one. I don't know how big that's going to be. So, so we're going, well, we got a plan for, you know, plan for, you know, a big number. So we need to have plenty of people at registration and all that. Then it's all about getting them, getting them tech, get them entered in the program. We're getting a lot of help from the, the Northern Lights Council for the Boy Scouts of America here in town this year, too, which is really great because I tell you what, retrieving those cars, that's, that's a heck of a workout. I know that. People that we've had it had to do it in the past, they go, oh boy, that's a, you don't think it's a big deal until you do it, because we run about 200 cars off in, 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 in an hour. No, we run 200 races in an hour. It's, it's incredible how fast it really goes. It's, uh, you know, you want to give everybody a, a good race a chance to do that. So, um, okay, and if you're Huh? I only got a couple of minutes left here. If you're in a giving mood that day and you're hungry, you can stop off at the Fargo Dome before you come to the Air Museum, right? You know what? I just found out that the Kiwanis guys canceled the event again this year because of the the, the oh. COVID numbers going so high. So, yeah, no, I thought it was really going to be great. I was going, oh, no. good, I get to go over and have some pancakes. Before. No pancakes this year? No pancakes this year. Oh no! I just got the word yesterday, and and uh, and so yeah. But I tell you what, what you can do, you can always help us out with with silent auction items. 
You can always make a financial donation, all tax deductible donation, because um, we we got to get to that goal. I really, you know, that's important. We only need eighteen thousand dollars. We're almost there, but boy, I tell you what, I'd like to beat that goal instead of just beat it. Okay. Well, thank you, Dan. Uh, we're running out of time here. KF Joe has a schedule they got to meet, so I think we'll we'll sign off. <laughs> thank you. And uh, we've covered a lot of ground today. And one other place to check is United Patriotic Bodies Facebook page. Uh, we try to put all these announcements and events that are going around in our community, put announcements on there. So check that out, United Patriotic Bodies. We're going to close. And as always, we're going to close with the playing of taps. I hear the sound of taps. I listen to the bugler play, and I feel a sudden chill. I wonder how many times the taps have meant amen. When a flag has draped the coffin of a brother or a friend, I think of all the mothers, fathers, husbands, and wives, and children with interrupted lives. I think about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea or unmarked graves in Arlington. No, freedom isn't free. Thank you, KFGO, for letting us have this hour, and we look forward to our Veterans Hour next month. Thank you for listening.